Hello and welcome to the XL Books Podcast. It's your favorite host, Molly. And on my show, we like to talk about work, family, and life. If you haven't heard of me or you're new to my channel, please visit me on the web at xelbooks.com. I am an entrepreneur, a mommy, a goofy woman. Um, I love God and I just like to, you know, be real and talk about things that actually matter. Um, I would love to serve you and your future business or your current business, or just if you're looking for a job, I'd like to serve you there too. So um, if you have any questions or just like, I need some help, please visit me on the web, xelbooks.com, and I'll be ready to serve you. All right, so before I get into today, I want to give a disclaimer. I want to give a disclaimer because what I'm going to talk about today is a little heavy. It's a heavy topic. It's not something that people really want to talk about. It's, it's usually a, a hush topic. Um, what I'm going to talk about is, um, how can I put it? It's not for the faint of heart. So if you're a person that's like, oh my gosh, I can't stand to hear a single bad thing. You only want to hear about puppies and rainbows. This is not the episode for you. Come back another day and then listen to that one. Um, But this particular episode, I'm going to talk about something really heavy, something sensitive, something real, something that until I heard a song, I wasn't really inspired to share it with you. Um... I value each and every listener and I try to really be cautious about, you know, what am I going to share with you on the air? And when I heard this song, it reminded me of how I used to feel during this time of year. So what is the title of this episode? What are we talking about? I'm going to title this episode, This Too Shall Pass. And why is it? Because I want to talk to you specifically about those who are not excited about the Christmas holiday. And I'm not talking about, you know, because you don't like Santa or because, you know, you don't believe in presents or a tree or any of that. I'm not talking about that at all. There are people who the Christmas holiday was something they dreaded had nothing to do with the reindeer or the lights or any of that. It had to do with their environment. It had to do with the fact that they were going to have to stay home for two weeks out of school in an environment that they desperately did not want to be a part of. It was because of the fact that the holidays reminded them of the most painful times of their life. And while everybody else is happy and singing and wearing red hats and drinking cocoa, they on the inside are tormented, uh, fighting emotions, fighting how they really feel. And to really hit home with this, I have to tell you a little bit of my story. And I'm going to do everything I can to get through this without tears um, and without being angry. Um, But I just want to be real because I think it matters and people need to hear it. And people need to know that they're not alone. Um, So here goes. 
my childhood was very painful, very painful. Um, there was a lot of abuse in just about every area you could think of. Um, there were times when I was beaten, punched, uh, punched in the ribs. I still struggle a little bit from one rib that was cracked, um, due to a parent, you know, just hitting me in the ribs. Um, all because I wanted to get out of the house. I just didn't want to be there. And the fact that I was trying to go, they thought that it was appropriate to punch me um, repeatedly in my ribs until it cracked. And when I went across um, to try to get some help, you know, they kind of gave me this look like, don't tell anybody, you know, what happened. Um, but that was really the minor stuff that happened to me. I know some of you listening are like, that's minor. Yeah, that was nothing. I would take that any day. Um, the things that I could not take anymore and I'd never want to deal with again um, was actually sexual abuse. Um, I was first molested when I was a baby. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're making this up. You just know you could remember that. You know, hey, I'm not here for you to you know, try to figure it out. You weren't there. Um, this is after years. I'm talking at least, you know, over a dozen years where I'm like going through therapy and trying to figure out what is wrong with me and why is my body not working and what's wrong with this. And, you know, after going through it all, um, we realized what happened. So the first time I was abused, I was baby. And the reason I know this is my um, part of my body is uh, almost split in half. There's no repairing it unless I want to have um, surgery to try and close things up. It will never be the same. Um, and I know it happened early because my one of my ovaries um, is so small and so shriveled and so damaged that it always, without exaggeration takes an hour for the hospitals to find my ovary they're doing ultrasounds and everything they're like i can't find it i'm like it's there it's just barely there and it's because it happened so young way before my body had a chance to develop there was really nothing to barrier between my ovaries and what was happening to me and so that part of my body you know became just beyond repair it explained why I had, you know, just horrible cycles and everything. You know, it's just really, really tough. Um, this sexual abuse continued for a couple of years while I was younger. Um, and I know this, and I know for some of you, you're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, hey, gave you a disclaimer. Um, you know, if you don't want to hear, this will be the time to tune out. Um, I was sexually abused by one of my um, parents at the time. And there were signs everywhere. But my other parent, and I, I'm not giving, you know, too much information for respect of them and their privacy, but one of my parents just didn't know, you know, didn't know that was a sign. You know, um, as a little girl, you know, my undergarments were always in the trash can. Always. Um, 
I hated taking a bath because that's where I would be molested the most. There's no evidence in a bathtub because everything's washed away. You can't show anything. There's no blood to show. There's nothing to demonstrate. And I hated taking a bath, getting in the bathtub. I, I dreaded it. Um, I avoided uh, getting clean for days. I would do everything I could not to. I would take a cloth and maybe if I had to go to the bathroom, I would lock the door and barricade it. And, you know, I would do kind of like a little sponge bath, you know, just kind of take a cloth and, you know, wash while I'm standing up fully dressed because I didn't want to be that vulnerable. Um, the thought of even getting a shower just made me scared. And, you know, one of my parents just had no idea that this was happening to me. They didn't know. They just knew that my behavior was a little strange. I was, you know, very withdrawn. I, um, you know, had all the telltale signs, but I didn't know who to talk to. And at that age, you know, just to be honest, I didn't have the vocabulary to really explain what was happening to me. You know, a lot of people, you know, see abuse and they think, oh, well, you could have said something. What vocabulary would I possibly have had at three and four years old to explain what was happening? The mental psyche alone struggles just accepting that that happened at all. Um, and this went on, you know, this went on for years. I don't even remember the last year that it ended, but I remember that for the latter years, I was never close to this particular parent. Um, I actually blacked it out in my mind. I completely blacked out everything that happened to me. And I didn't know I blacked it out. I just knew I wanted to connect with this parent and I wanted them to be the parent they were supposed to be. I blacked it out so much that I had no recollection until I literally, you know, had to unlock these repressed memories. And, um, I know this particular parent just never really wanted to connect with me. They didn't want to talk to me. They, you know, if I even made them dinner, you know, they were constantly running away from me. Like, like I had the cooties or something. And I'm like, what did I do? Um, now I know, but you know, I didn't know at the time. Tying it into Christmas, cause I don't want to go through the whole thing. And I'm definitely not going to take the entire episode to tell my entire life story. Um, but there was a particular Christmas that was probably the hardest for me. Um, one of my parents was constantly being abused. Uh, the same parent that abused me abused my, my other parent. And they were constantly being beaten. Um, this particular year, I mean, and when I say constantly beaten, you know, let's just say by age five and six, I knew how to cover up a black eye. Um, I knew how to put makeup on to hide it. I knew how to bandage wounds. I knew to always keep band-aids. I knew how to use a scarf as a sling. I, I knew these things way before I should ever have known them because that was the norm in my home. And this particular Christmas holiday that we had I don't know what started the issue, but I remember my parent was in the living room 
whatever happened, a fist fight started. And I just heard, you know, you, you get, I, you know, I can't speak for anyone else, but there's something about constantly hearing the bones of your parent being broken that does something to you. It, it, it changes you not in the best way. And I never got used to that sound and I could hear it from anywhere. I could be upstairs with music on and I could just hear it and feel it on the inside. Like, oh God, my parents being beaten. And most of the time, because I was so small, you know, I thought, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm just a girl, you know, I'm weak. I don't have a protector. I don't have muscles. I don't have a bodyguard. You know, I can barely, you know, move my dresser. You know, what am I going to do? This particular year, I came downstairs and decided I was going to fight back. I went downstairs to see what was going on. And this particular parent had lifted the entire Christmas tree up off the ground and was beating my parent with it. Um, and I'm seeing, you know, ornaments, glass ornaments breaking everywhere. It's just probably why to this day I don't like glass ornaments on my tree. Um, I like things that are, you know, soft and gentle and can't harm you and, you know, things like flowers and things, you know. Um, and all I could see was, you know, blood coming out and glass falling and them kicking them while they're down. And something snapped inside of me that day. And I went upstairs and I ran to my brother's room and I grabbed the uh, baseball bat that he had from playing uh, with his friends. It was a steel baseball bat. They don't really make them like that anymore. And I went downstairs and I threatened that parent and I said, if you touch them again, you'll have to go through me. And I stood my ground and at this time, my other siblings, you know, I'm the oldest of six. Um, there were only two other siblings at the time and they came down and they were behind me with their little toys in their hand, ready to fight as well. Which I remember thinking, God, please don't let them get involved in this. But all I could think of was I didn't want this parent to bleed to death. And even though the parents stopped and they left the house and we cleaned up the mess and we bandaged my parent up. And even though that particular occurrence never occurred again. It changed my Christmas for many years. Because all of this happened before the holiday break. And you know what I'm talking about. You know, your, your kids are out for two weeks. You're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with them? They're doing nothing but watching TV and, you know, playing video games or so they're supposed to. But in my home, that was not what happened. Those two weeks was torture, constantly dodging possible arguments that'll end up in fist fights, trying to find a moment of peace, hoping that no one is hurting you or your sibling in the next room. You know, the holiday break was like, we have nowhere to run. And it's cold. So it's not like in summer where you can go outside and you might be able to handle being outdoors for a couple hours on your own because... Other than some heat, you're all right. But in the winter, no one's outside. Everyone's inside. Everyone's snuggled in their blankets. And, you know, just having 
somewhere to go is hard. Um, at least for my particular situation. And I got to a point for a couple of years where I dreaded the holidays. Um, and not just because of that situation, you know, to put it on a, a lighter, you know, tone for those of you like, oh, was that the worst of it? Yeah, that's as far as I'm going to go today. So you're all right. Um, if you're listening like, oh, I can't take anymore. I promise you that's that's the heaviest. Um, I also dealt with most relationship breakups during the holiday. Uh, the majority of people who ever broke up with me um, were right at that Christmas time. I actually had one person break up with me the day before Christmas. Um, and then at one, like, on Christmas Day, I was like, yep, not with you anymore. I'm like, wow. Um, you know, I had no idea. I didn't know why, you know. Um, you get used to it after a while. You get used to, okay, no one wants to be with me. And the people that are with me are hurting me. So what is there to be jolly about? Now, fast forward, um, God did miraculous things for me. Um, the last Christmas that I had to stay in that particular location, um, I got born again. Had never even heard of salvation before, you know, and I got born again. Um, you know, on fire for God, and that gave me comfort. And this, this, uh, I guess, desire to celebrate the holiday, it, it was hard, and I couldn't see my way out. I couldn't see any positive in the holiday at all until I found a group. Or I'll say the group found me. So I was at an amazing, amazing church. And one of the leaders there who I miss dearly. And um, I'm going to try not to cry because I miss her so much. Um, she founded a group. She started a group called Reclaim Global. And if you have not heard of this, you need to check it out. Even if you say, I've never been abused. There's somebody that you know that has been through it. I can almost guarantee it. The odds are so high for you to have never met anybody who hasn't been abused is very unlikely. Um, but go on the web, reclaim, R-E-C-L-A-I-M, global.org. And um, you'll actually see, it should still be up there, you'll actually see my my story and some other people that have just been brave enough to say, this is what happened to me. And because of her amazing um, organization, I'm saying organization and not ministry because it was so far beyond ministry. Um, often when you put the label of ministry on something, you know, you get all these stigmas and then limitations and all that. But she had no limits. She was like, what do we have to do to get you healed? We're going to do it. And because of going through her program, and I went through, I think, three times because I just knew I needed it. Um, I really should go back and go through it again, go back through the teachings. Because of it, I was able to reclaim Christmas. I was able to reclaim the holiday. Uh, for the longest time, I was just afraid. Um, and it even seeped into my marriage at one point where I didn't want to be intimate. 
at Christmas. You know, most people, you go in the stores and they have, for the women, they have the little uh, Christmas lingeries and they make big deals about it, make commercials about it and say, I'm going to wrap myself in a bow. And the thought of me being his reward frightened me because all I could think about is what would happen in the past at Christmas time. But after getting through this program, I was able to reclaim that part of my life and say, okay, this is my holiday. It's whatever I choose to make it. Eventually, I got old enough to move out of that house and I didn't have to go through that anymore. Eventually, I got to a point where I said, you know what, I'm going to treat my siblings the way I want us to be treated. So when I got um, a refund check from college, I spent it on my siblings and bought everybody presents and got extra decorations. And I just, the Christmas that I thought we deserved, that we needed, I went and got it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go there because I feel like this matters. I don't know why. This is for somebody. So whoever this is blessing, this is for you. Um, when I got that refund check, I was so excited to finally have enough power to do something. I couldn't erase the past. I couldn't change what we all had been through. But for one Christmas, I wanted to feel like if I had money, this is what I would get my sister. This is what I would get my brother. This is what I would get my mom. This is what I would get, you know, my dad or whatever it is. I just wanted to get everybody something. And I wanted a, an outfit that fit me that wasn't a hand-me-down. And, you know, just little things that I, I wanted to have. And, you know, it was no disrespect to my family and no disrespect to our upbringing. You know, we did what we had to do, but this was something that I just wanted to do. And with that effort that I did, and I did this by surprise, I didn't go through anyone or anything like that because, well, it was my money. I mean, the refund came to me. It's my name um, for my education, so I used it how I wanted to. And... It was not a welcomed um, effort. In fact, I was scolded, severely scolded, um, for spending that money on the presents and things for my siblings and everything when that money could have helped them with uh, an upcoming bill or whatever it is. And even that made it hard to deal with Christmas. And I'm saying this because your Christmas experience may be different. I don't know what you went through. Um, there was even a year where I wasn't sure if I was going to have any presents at all, you know, and all I really wanted was some house shoes. <laughs> I wanted house shoes because the floor, um, in the house, we didn't have carpeted stairs. Everything was wood and it was very cold and I didn't want to walk with my socks because I slipped often. I always had trouble with balance um, and health growing up. So just walking around in socks, I would slip, you know, just trying to walk from, you know, the front door to the living room. And I wanted some house shoes. And I remember thinking, I don't know if we're going to get anything this year, not because you know, my parent didn't want to bless us, but they just didn't have the means. They didn't have the finances. And so I remember the Christmas when things started to turn around, when we were in the angel tree and someone 
I don't know who it was, some blessed person saw my name and got me the nicest house shoes I ever had. They were isotoner uh, house shoes. They were cozy with the grip on the bottom, had the memory foam. I thought, oh my gosh. I was like, this is, this is too good for me. You know, how did I get something so nice? And I remember at that moment when I got those house shoes and I felt like God was whispering to me, this is just the beginning. This too shall pass. Every day will not be like it was before. Every day will not be a hard day. Every Christmas will not be painful. Every Christmas will not be burdensome, stressful, or full of yelling and scolding and, 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 and all of that. There, there will not be shame in every Christmas for you. You will have holidays where you will have peace and you will have joy and you will have abundance and you will have blessings and so on and so forth. And it truly did get that. It truly did happen that way for me. Um, it was slow. Um, but as time went by, I met people who were kind to me. I met people who didn't just want my, my physical body. They actually wanted to get to know me. I met people who just wanted to do good to me. Um, so many blessings have happened to me around the Christmas time since then. And I, I'm saying this to you because if you're listening and you're struggling with the holiday, you're struggling with finding a reason to smile or even worse, you know, or I'll say just as bad, um, you're struggling because you've lost a loved one. Um, that amazing lady I was telling you about who started the, the group Reclaim Global, um, they, they passed around Christmas time, went on to glory. And I'll be honest, had she not taught me the principles that she did in Reclaim Global, had she not taught me that I can make it through anything, had she not taught me that I'm not alone and this too shall pass, had she not emphasized and drilled that in me, her passing would have zapped that Christmas away from me. And I would have thought, see, there's nothing good that happens. But that's wrong. It's not true. The enemy wants you to think that you can't have joy. The enemy wants you to think that this is it. The enemy wants you to think that you're too weak. The enemy wants you to think that you can't fight through this. And I'm telling you, yes, you can. Yes, you can and you will. You just have to keep getting up. Keep waking up. You may not know what to pray. That's okay. Just open your eyes. And God recognizes that. I believe that our God is not some analytical, picky God who's looking for you to do every prayer perfectly and everything in life perfectly. That's just not who he is. He wants you to have an abundant life full of joy and mercy. So in order to get that, you just have to recognize that he accepts you just the way you are. So, I know I got on a tangent there. Sorry, I got a little passionate. Um, I want you to know that you can make it. This holiday doesn't have to be a bad one. If you are someone who is stuck in one of those homes that is like a living nightmare, 
I want you to know that I am praying for you and you're going to get out of this. You're going to make it. Um, it will not be like this always. I know you can't see it. I mean, you not, you may not feel it, but you will get out of this. I got out of it. So will you do not give up. Keep fighting. You will be rescued. He will come for you. He came for me. Um, he keeps coming for me. Um, I like, you know, there's something I want to end with, but I want to tell you about this lyric that I love from a song with Tori Kelly, where she says, there's no shadow that he won't light up. There's no mountain that he won't climb up coming after you because he loves you that much. Do not let your past control your present. Um, I like how T.D. Jake says, you know, this is not that. I had to tell myself that on repeat like a parrot um, for months until it clicked in my head of, oh yeah, this is not that. What's happening right now is not what happened to me before. My current Christmas is not what happened to me when I was four, five, nine, eleven, thirteen. It was not, this is not that. And if you have to start with that and just tell yourself this is not that, then do it. You're going to make it. You're going to be all right. This too shall pass. Um, I'm going to end it by reading the lyrics of a song that I thought was so powerful. I had never heard this song before. It's an older song. So if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, the song came out like three years ago. Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm glad you know the song. Um, but I'm going to read this and I, I hope that it uplifts you and encourages you. Uh, the song is called Rescue and it's by an artist called Lauren Daigle. Um, perhaps I'm saying her name wrong, but, um, the lyrics are so powerful and I'm just going to read some of it to you and I hope that it blesses you. You are not hidden. There's never been a moment you were forgotten. You are not hopeless. Though you've been broken, your innocence stolen. I hear your whisper underneath your breath. I hear your SOS. I will send out an army to find you. In the middle of the darkest night, it's true, I will rescue you. There's no distance that cannot be covered over and over. You're not defenseless. I will be your shelter. I will be your armor. I hear you. I hear the whisper underneath your breath. I will never stop marching to reach you. In the middle of the hardest fight, it is true. I will rescue you. I hope, and, and I just paraphrase some of that because, you know, we're not going to read the whole thing forever, but I want you to think of those lyrics. Just think of those words that our father is the one who will rescue us. He is the one who will leave the 99 sheep and come racing to save us. That's really the whole purpose of the season. It's really the whole purpose of the gospel. Um, if you really think about it, he's, I'm coming to rescue you. I came for you to have life um, and to have it abundantly. 
And that means that your life is not destined to constantly suffer. You can get out. You will get out. Do not give up. Keep fighting. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep searching. Do not give up. I'm telling you, do not give up. If you are dealing with depression this holiday, get up. Do not give up. If you are dealing with a loss of a loved one, the comforter is here. The comforter is going to reach out and comfort you and keep you. You can make it. Do not stop. You have angels fighting for you. You have intercessors fighting for you. You have a future that is bright and full of hope. And I am fighting for you in the spirit and I am praying the absolute best for you. Whatever you're going through, this too shall pass. All right, that is all I have for today. I hope that um, it blessed you or someone that you know. Um, And I also say like I always do, if you are someone that says, you know what, I need help or I just want someone to talk to or I'd like to get in that group you were talking about, um, send me a message. Um, you know, you could send me a message at xelbooks.com. You can hit me up on Facebook at hashtag xelbooks or on Instagram or email me xelbooks at gmail.com or just drop me a message right here on Anchor. Um, I'd be more than happy to talk to you. I'm also going to put these links, um, that link down in the description Uh, just so that you can uh, partake of that, the fruit of that wonderful organization. Until next time, I pray that you're blessed, prosperous, full of joy, healthy and whole, um, protected on every side, and that you would truly embrace just how much God loves you. Take care. Mm